Three, two, one, blast off. Okay. <laughs> uh, welcome, everyone. Just um, normally you get to hear Maxime's voice at the beginning of these recordings, but I'm just hijacking the process for today. Um, for this uh, this talk, as part of the Fieldworks um, event series and exhibition um, on Thursday, the fourth of March, um, it is our real pleasure to have Pekka Kantonen. Um, present the work that he has done um, for our exhibition, but is also part of a very um, important and ongoing series. Um, Pekka is a, a Finnish media artist and a researcher. Um, and as his, his bio states, he's been working with socially engaged projects, not just locally in Finland, but also internationally and frequently collaborates with Leo Kantonen. Um, he has a background in theatre science, he has studied journalism, and he has indeed a PhD in the fine arts. And his work for many decades now, since the early 1980s, has involved cooperating, um, all kinds of cooperation with, with other artists, schools and museums, um, and always combining art with fieldwork, um, with teaching, research and indeed political action. Um, so. His work or his fieldwork includes this um, series of video diaries, which he's been doing since 1990. Um, and he's been working on this, this method in, in different places from Mexico and Estonia to, to Finland. And he's here today to present um, in conversation with Olga, um, uh, who's based in, in Athens. Um, Olga, I apologize if I don't know how to pronounce um, your surname properly. Um, Spiropoulou, Olga Spiropoulou, who's a performance artist and a researcher. And her practice utilizes disorder. Um, so I think that's really interesting to think in relation to, to Pekka's work. And ultimately, Olga is interested in how we relate to each other. Um, how we experiment with different modalities of what she calls spect actorship and non-hierarchical methodologies. And so they're with us today um, with a film a presentation recording all set up. So enough introduction from me. Um, as usual, it will be a one hour session with a presentation followed by a really open and informal discussion. So welcome, everybody. Thank you very much, Jen. So yeah, we're going to to, to watch together this uh, this movie here. So if you're listening to the podcast, you will only get the audio of this. But you are absolutely welcome to um, go on YouTube and um, watch yourself or go on the website, of course, as well. And uh, there is a number of, of videos that you can see there. And uh, quickly after this presentation, we will listen to... Uh, or maybe, Pekka, you would you like to say a few well, words? I would like to say a few words. Yes, first. that would yeah, be wonderful. Fine. Okay, so uh, I'm videotaping too. So for this uh, research channel that I have, and if you decide that you don't like your part to be in there, just write me an email and that's fine. And so I have two channels in YouTube. One is now uh, having soon birthday for one year. So it means because there is three decades, so there is 1000, uh, video days there. And the other one is this conversation where this would also go then that is kind of uh, reflecting this video diary. And I'm in a kind of crossroads and actually I'm literally asking your advice. And actually when you see the nine minutes video, so I'm very happy if you think about concepts or references or anything and you just write them in chat 
And that, that's very useful for me because I have made some field notes, but not really focusing in anywhere. And the next step for me will be the Lisbon. And also in the summer, uh, there is research um, pavilion in Helsinki. So I will make an installation there. And uh, I think I just say about why Olga, I invited Olga because I think that she's perfect uh, commentator because she's curious and critical. And she hasn't known me more than three years. So she doesn't know the history. So we decided that now, Maxim, you can play the video and, and after that, Olga can comment. And we discuss for a while and I think in any moment, others can join. Okay. Excellent, I'm, I'm launching the video. Um, and um, so I'm sharing the sound and I'm optimizing for a video clip. So uh, this should- uh, Can you hear me? Yeah. So during the video in the beginning, I could say some words because there are some photos. Of course. Please so it, that, the mic is on. Okay, so. Yeah. So are you ready to, to speak? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, excellent. I'm throwing, I'm starting the video. So in this uh, performance, we cook and eat, and you can see on the walls, papers, they will, they will count precisely the days we spend. So there is the, what we do, what we feel, and what's the motive for about half a year. And in this uh, exhibition, so there is the kind of the totality of the video diary make as a space and uh, the other way, so it's mainly the home state, home as a stage. And uh, the other installation, there are more like epistemological that they are certain clips and then they are discussed in these videos. So, so these these events they're simultaneous now. Mm. They're not they're not the past, mm. and and that's that's what's so radical about the, the the new method of putting three together. Is that everything happens simultaneously now? Mm. Time time is is not sequential. Thank you. 
kiva. Mitä? Mä haluan Mä en halua kun mä kuvataan, mä en suostu. No niin, Antti, mennä vaan. Mä en suostu, mä kuvataan. Kato, sulla on hieno rintakarvat. Kuvat tyyli rintakarvat. Sinne on laina. Sä oot tullut vanhaksi, että lähtee jo rintakarvatkin. Niin hei tuossa, kato, kuva tätä soppavarasta. Apoa, soppavaras on paikalla. Et toivottu. En mä tiedä. Mitä sä tehtiin? Hei. Mä tämän Pekalle tommosen töyhtön tuohon eteen kanssa. Onks se älykkyyden merkki? Oh. Sit se pitää olla siinä. Joo. Ei. Ehdottomasti. Siinä on Tänä yhden ensimmäiseen kotelin tämä. Mutta mä oon... Mä My favorite pattern is the... Uh, the clothes the laundry mm -hmm. and then the folding especially the folding of the sheets ah, yeah yeah yes um, and how it runs through the time mm. how lea uh, does it sometime by herself or then uh, with guru what i cherish a lot about this project is that most moments are just Did you get it? Yeah. So yeah. nothing, which actually is important, happened today. Mm. That's your me that's that's the diary in the nutshell. Your diary is about what Jean Rouge edits out. He edits out the boring parts between the charismatic shots of the foaming the foaming mouths and the mm. you know and, and and you reiterate that. Yeah. You know that that's that's the the nothing that is important mm. that happened today. You know, mm. that it's the it's what Jean Rouge edits out. But actually what I take in is usually you know if I do some task, I usually leave the task away and take all the pauses and thinking what is in between. If you uh, perform for the sake of this film, uh, uh, video diary, if you perform mm. uh, in your everyday life somehow because of some reasons, so it is about aesthetics of everyday lives that you want to somehow um, 
obtain some aesthetics in the chaos of everyday life, two popes, and there was John Malkovich playing a pope, mm. one of popes, and he was an aristocrat that was uh, became a pope, and he told that uh, I even wrote that the aristocracy polishes the form of everyday life to the extent possible until it reaches a metaphysical level. So, so, and it was kind of very interesting concept for me. And and now I'm thinking that you are close to this attitude with with uh, trying to polish somehow to find the aesthetics of everyday life which is chaotic no se oli niin savauttava se fuko alusvalta jakso että se jäi sillä tavalla vielä niin erottuvana elementtinä mutta mä en tiedä en mä katsonut noita silleen etsiäkseni sellaisia niin kuin, mitään draamaa vaan että siinä kiehtoo juuri semmoinen jatkuvuus ja semmoinen mm. niin kuin, elämäntoisteisuus, vaikka vuodet kuluu, niin siltä kannalta se, mä en tiedä onko se mieleenpainuvuus mulla, mulla noita katsoessa, semmoinen niin keskeinen, vai enemmän se virta on se, mikä, mikä kiinnostaa, että miksi mä, miksi mä tykkään katsoa noita. Joo. No. Niin, nyt mä mietin vaan sitä, että miten tämä niinku, oppimiskäsitys näin. Äskenhän me puhuttiin sitä, että niinku, tämmöinen niinku, fukolainen ajatus vallan, valtarakenteiden horjuttamisesta ja sitten toisaalta niinku, pragmatistinen käsitys oppimisesta ei ole ristiriidassa. There is not one viewpoint. Hmm. Of, of course, you are filming and you have a vision, or but they are so messy mm. in in what each of us can pick up that I don't feel the need to address one issue, and then I can look around and enjoy them. It's um, it's beautiful. I, I, it's very nice to have a bit of silence after, after this. Um, I'm always really super um, impressed by the feeling of intimacy that you're conveying with these images, um, and also maybe because I'm I'm in the phase of my life where I have like just like Jen also we have super small kids, so I have the feeling I'm seeing my future, <laughs> and then the future of my future. <laughs> it's a bit uncanny um but i would like um yeah others to comment and 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 ask um questions and olga is there so oh, maybe olga would be first yeah. yeah that would be the, the time of olga please uh, thank you uh thank you for having me i 
Oh, first of all, uh, the spectatorship is a term by Augusto Boal, so it's not my own, just for the sake of clarity. And um, I would like to start by asking you to take two minutes, I will count the time, and write a sentence, or you can think of it if you don't have pen and paper, but I, I would rather you write it down. Um, starting with uh, the words, I have forgotten. And I will not be asking you to share it. Of course, if you feel like you want to share it at some point later in the conversation, it's okay. Uh, but uh, it's up to you and it won't be asked. So the two minutes start now. And the sentence starts, I have forgotten. Bit more so. Um, I was thinking today about what I have forgotten, <laughs> apparently, and I was also thinking the first time someone handed me uh, a diary, or what they called a diary, and a concept that I didn't understand. It looked like a notebook, and it had a lock on it, and they told me that I could write there what I wanted to keep private and what I wanted to remember. And today I was thinking that to me, why, why a diary? Why and what does it do? When I was first introduced to that concept and I was like eight years old <laughs> um, with this gift, I think it was both about the production of secrets. Um, so I would write something that nobody else could have access to. And the production of truth somehow, I would write things that I know about uh, or try to um, put my thoughts on paper in order to figure them out and to know them or to know myself somehow. Um, and I was thinking who else keeps diaries apart from Pekka? <laughs> um, captains keep diaries or the captain's log. And why do they keep the log? Do they keep it in case something bad happens so that they know what went wrong. I, I don't know that. So if I could ask one question to Becca would be why the diary and how this why have perhaps shifted over the years or if it has shifted over the years. And then I, I went back to uh, an essay I had written about autobiography like years ago. 
And I found one phrase from Foucault saying, we are all confessing animals. Um, and what, um, how, I was thinking about confession again and, and this work in particular, how it finds its way in and out. I, I, I love how it's not present all the time, but I have found moments there, confessional moments. Um, and yeah, then I was thinking about the medium as well in connection to truthfulness, the camera and this archival material. Mm. So, and the last thing, and then I will give the floor to Pekka, was I, I remembered I did one course with uh, Pekka's partner, Lea Kantonen, and they were discussing, or we were discussing how, um, what elders bring into uh, societies or what the stories bring into societies and what part do they have in the formation of knowledge and learning. Yes. So I think that's already some <laughs> notions there, if like, I would like to pick up. Okay, I start first with the difficulty to keep a written diary. I remembered always, because we have, so I've been about 15 times in Mexico with the indigenous people there. And always when I go there, I decide this time I keep a proper diary and I write what I feel and think and so on. I never succeeded in it. So I, I could keep it for a week or so, but then, you know, the life took over. And especially when we traveled with the kids and uh, this video diary, it started uh, with building the house. And uh, at that moment we couldn't do any art. And so we decided that okay, let's put the, at least the camera on and we record something. And it became kind of a routine. And uh, yes, uh, I, I remember that, yes, it, it did have a, this kind of confessional function in the beginning a lot. And of, of course it returns sometimes. Uh, and, but later, I think, especially from the year 2000, when I took the camera on my hand, it became such a fun. And it was kind of a, if you were very kind of a down in your energy and you take the camera, you actually in one seminar, I was saying to them that I feel more alive when I have the camera with me. And that was kind of shocking for people of visual art because usually they think that camera is the one who kind of isolate you from the from the life? And uh, did you ask something else? Because I I rather keep discussing. I I was wondering about uh, truth 
and truthfulness. Ah, yes. Well, um, hmm. uh, actually, because it, it's kind of taken for granted in the diary. So I remember that we were trying to find moments that we, we, that we can deceive people or ourselves or something. That, so I think there, there are more interesting moments if you get those in your diary. And uh, actually, I don't know how much, because in a, in a way, the, as a whole, when it's, you know, like ours or this one, that I cannot avoid the truth anymore. I mean, I, I can get, not get out of it. So the lying is, doesn't work just momentarily. What about uh, knowledge? Would you say what would you feel is a connection to knowledge? I remember, for example, uh, I think Tuni in one of the videos saying that uh, she didn't remember how her brothers uh, were treating her when she was little. And now she saw these videos and somehow she found the truth about their relations or how how what their true emotions towards her were oh, that's too big a <laughs> question uh, i don't know too big let's go on okay and um, then what about the, this idea of the archive? Yes, that's, that's why I kind of think that it makes it general. That I know that it's an epoch that it's filmed there because it doesn't actually matter that I'm an artist. So there are so many typical things of the time that I'm living with. So actually it doesn't, I mean that the, the profession is not, not the point if you make an archive and record. So yes, I, that's what I'm kind of most into it now because it is an archive or it's not the archive yet, but it's not mess anymore. It's not only storage at the moment, but it's becoming an archive. I, I would like to um, ask if your perception of time had, has changed working on it now. Working on it, I mean editing, because you've been working on it somehow all these years that you have been filming per day, but it, has, it was last year the first time that you edited or was it beforehand and then just last year you decided to publish? How did it work? Uh, you mean, well, putting things next to one another, like you've had the material, but when did you decide that you would put each day, like that you would see the the day, the specific day of each year next to one another? Oh, this idea that there is these three decades, it yes, more three years ago. Okay. So there was. Actually, I, I was trying to start in uh, 2017, and actually, then I was 
I had an idea that 27 years is a magical, still alive after 27 years was the idea, but it, it was too grim at the moment because it was very hard time. And these three decades was much better idea. And actually the timing is quite in, because now it's much easier kind of to follow because of the decades, because the time scope is so huge that you cannot kind of grasp it because it goes by, you know, the real time. So we, we, we cannot understand, you know, in the real time, 30 years. So in that sense, yeah, this brings, and I, I must say that um, the, you saw us in eating and uh, performing at the same time. So then I was mostly interested in the time, how the time appears in the video. Uh, you know, it's different kind of density and so on. And at the same time, there was these papers that were following our days, you know, precisely every half a minute, they was told what we did, the emotion and the motive. And we could make the motives in eight, that we only have eight different motives in life. And uh, so you could kind of zoom your life in different scales in that. And now I can see that again, I'm interested in, in time. In this big Kunsthalle exhibition, it was more about the, the content, what's, what's going on, on what, what's the meaning in these um, clips, yeah. I have I'll a question. Yeah. So I have a question regarding the, the process, and it has to do with the archive, because obviously the medium that you used first was uh, probably DV. I don't even know what you were shooting on it. But I wanted to know if this project also included the digitalization of this old footage, and if you took this uh, project as a, as a, as a you know, setup to make you digitize, because it's, so, it's one thing to film, but it's also another thing to archive, to like make meaning from the mess and to save, to salvage the things from the yeah. pile. Yeah. And so I wanted to know how you connected this because you are still producing footage, but now you also have this platform for archiving and sharing in the same time, which is mm. YouTube. So I wanted to know about the, this process. Did you already digitize most things? Was, was it just a pile when you started the project? Uh, well, I did start a couple of years before, but I quite late because, and then I, I really get scared that they will be destroyed and some of them are destroyed it's true so uh but this kind of it's kind of boring if you only archive something and make notes and so on and you know that it never will end so this project kind of became kind of relief to that that it has also an actual meaning exactly of the archiving but at the same time, it took so much time now to, you know, subtitles and anything that actually my archiving, it doesn't go very well at the moment. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of a double, how do you, double edge uh, sword. Yeah, or triple, because you have kind of, you have three different, you're moving through yeah, three different timelines and with different. But, um, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I share this nightmare with every, every you know, documentarist who wants to digitalize because we, nobody really knows what you should do 
when you read Tel Aviv. Mm. And I, I, there are still doubts, yeah. So you're doing this yourself? You have like a yeah, I do at it home and... Uh, yes, yes. And you visualize the rush and you make sense of it every other day or... How much time does it cost you? Like what kind of involvement does it have in your daily life? Uh, well, if I don't, I mean, it, it never ends. I mean, <laughs> but of course I must think about that. I have other things to do. I, I try to enjoy, let's say, not to do more than I enjoy. So like, like I'm not putting on YouTube kind of stressing that if I'm, you know, behind. So what does it doesn't matter anything if I'm two weeks, you know, late or it's nonsense. Yeah. So it's going to be for the next decade, for the next yeah. time. <laughs> well it will come. I mean it will come. Yeah. That's wonderful. I think it would be lovely if we could open out a bit further as well, in case anybody I mean I have so many. <laughs> So many thoughts and questions, but I just wanted to like, because we've just we've passed the halfway mark and we will be finishing at three or four for you guys. So um, I thought it'd be really nice if we might expand out. But um, just on that point of archiving, Pekka, uh, I did a little project around archiving. And one of the things that we learned was that it's as much about what we are able to destroy um, as what we're able to keep. Yeah. And that perhaps it's much easier if it's not the people who make the material that do that and so it's a really interesting tension i suppose um in this process maybe there's natural um the natural degradation of materials or 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 just the accumulation of stuff but but they you know a, a deliberate archiving politics right like deciding what's valuable what's not mm -hmm. uh, what to show and what's not and how you put those things together it, it's just something that, that came to mind. But but I have a question, actually, uh, which I would really love your response. On. And it's something to do with the, the tension between, I'm just taking advantage because no one else has raised their hand yet, but um, uh, but, but it's something to do with this. I have, I would even question this, this idea between a diary and truth. Um, because for me, your work, Sometimes I wonder whether it really is your diary or, or whose diary it is. You're even more than the multiple um, perspectives. Like maybe for you, it really is yours. But just like an anthropological fieldwork or absolutely not like an anthropological fieldwork because it's the intimacy, the material of our private lives. Like I, in, in similar projects, I'm starting to think like, how can I speak for? Um, or, you know, sh or, or show moments which are my life, but actually also my family's. So really, is this a portrait, uh, a collaboratively owned, are the decisions made together? Or is it actually like family life where your portrait, your diary is yours and your family, I mean, Leah's here today, are, are in it, but really it's your story. So I'm wondering whose story is it really? Or is it actually like a family collectively owned shared life um, that we see intimate elements of put together in different ways over different times and we learn something of the quality of your family's life so that's really about them or is it really your your view on them i'm interested in that and and if you can speak for them or you're not really doing that um well 
it it started uh, as my project. So uh, I was kind of trying to depict how is to live as a heterosexual white middle middle aged becoming father in in Western society. That was the point. But when right. we made the first work, I, we were told that it's not your work. It's I mean, but it's you and Leah and your children. It's and then we change it to to that direction and also we we name it in different way and uh, what i hope it looks like that it's a social network that i'm living in and so, and my role is mainly with the camera but it's not like in this when my hair was cutting so the uko the, the other boy he wanted to shoot and he took the camera and but that happens not that often but i i i'm always happy when it happens and uh, and also, it's quite small circle because um, I think artists mainly and our friends they are quite shy to be in front of the camera. And I really decided that I never film anybody who feels uncomfortable. And so it becomes quite close circle actually. And uh, now again, it's mainly because of this working kind of um, division between me and Leah. So now it's again my project and but it only means um how would i say that i'm kind of responsible to do the work but actually the result it's it's rather interesting it's, if it tells about kind of let's say extended family yeah because there's so much about um a diary and you know you talk about the limitations of not being able to write but actually um you know the politics of of the camera right and the way that is also evolved as you say from being a thing that that sits you know from a fixed perspective to one that can move with you to all of the things you do now the ways it moves between hands it, it opens up something different from your interior or your expression of your interior experience to one that's about your family. But then, of course, there's also you talk about the work and in relation to the archive, I won't go on, but it's just that clearly selection and editing um, and how you show it, whether that's in a gallery or at home or online, all of this work um, says something about the collaboration or says something about what it is and what it can be, you know. Um, so thank you, thank you for for that. Let shall we? Um, is any can we open up to any further uh, questions or or reflections? If there is none, I can take over again. It's just I'm like, sure. <laughs> please, please put put your uh, if you have a question or a comment, put it in the chat so we can um, um, yeah have a feeling of. Um, more of a flow, please uh, intervene. I just wanted to come back to this idea that Olga also mentioned from, from Lea Kontonen about the knowledge of the elders, because there is also this trend in anthropology of speaking about anthropology as education. And I really have difficulties to see the anthropologist in this position of patronizing and knowing better. But in a certain way, what you are doing is, um, is um, doing the work of um, recapitulating and um, sublimating and absorbing again what is your life experience at all and this is uh, 
actually during this movie I showed today, Lea speaks about the learning concept of the pragmatist and it has to do with like this experience is usually shown as something very uh, understood as something very spontaneous, but it has to be reworked and reworked again until you um, you achieve an integration of the experience. Like for Dewey, the, the concept of experiences, it's, it's, it's quite complex, but there is this idea of you, something uh, is, it, problematized and you 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 have to do the work you have to do the inquiry in order to smooth it out and to have this experience that bring you um i would say above but like to get your reflection to upgrade to get your life an upgrade in some 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 kind of way so i have the feeling that you're taking a very serious endeavor to you know make sense of what happened there and what is interesting and what you transmit is not only the insight, but it's also the way how to do it and our responsibility to use whatever we do as anthropologists as also a way to, to understand and reflect about what we have been doing and, and, to, and to share this as, as um, a possibility, as an education. What, what are we doing when we teach anthropology? maybe we are also teaching something like this, how to make sense of our own existence, of our own experience without patronizing, because it's all about only the process, taking notes, um, doing the, the, the dirty work of remembering, uh, not first, not, 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 for, not analyzing maybe, but reprocessing and um, understanding in the sense of arm, just not like thinking in, in line and making a decision in the end, but it's kind of, work of the comprehension yeah that was a lot of <laughs> comment but yeah my question comes back to maybe to Tulia Cantonen is this what you understand with the knowledge of elders and the transmission and the education uh, the role that you have as a older artist A bit of silence is always good. Is she there? Yeah. Leo, you don't have your mic on. Put your mic on. I'm, I'm very sorry. I did not quite get the question. So could you please repeat? Okay. What do you mean with this idea of the knowledge of the elders? Uh, I don't really remember the the class that Olga Olga mentioned, but I guess uh, it's also thinking between two different societies because we it has not yet uh, these years now not during this last year that we have not been in Mexico yet but we also work and do art with Virarica people in Mexico and they they have uh, they always speak about the elders and the necessity of consult the elders but they include non-humans also in in this concept of elders so they are also places and animals that need consultations. And, and I think during that lecture, I think I was in my mind, or maybe not then, but today, like traveling between these worlds, 
different worlds and different ideas to think of elder eldership. And learning, learning between gen generations, like two-sided, two like knowledge also coming not only from elders to younger, but also from, from the younger to, to the old. In this phase of the life, it, it's very important also like that, learning from the youth. Otherwise, the life becomes very boring. Thank you for that, Leah. I just, um, I, I, I understand, I think, Maxim's question about like this play between art and anthropology and learning with and from other beings in relation to your work, this work, um, because um, being able to say that doing anthropology or doing this kind of fieldwork might not be about going away, coming home and saying, here, I have an authoritative account of how other people's are. And this is this is the truth and this is the knowledge. Um, but rather, as I think you were suggesting, Maxim, that this is a way of being, uh, this is a way of being open to the world. This is a way of being, of reflecting on what it means to be alive. And this is how I've done it. And these are the techniques and tools and devices that I've learned to share some of my experience to connect with people. And if anthropology is doing that rather than uh, collecting, um, owning, stealing, <laughs> containing, defining others, but rather it's like, how are we in the world? So I think that's where you're coming from. And actually, it, before we were coming towards the end and I'm reminded now of Olga's question to us all, which was, I have forgotten dot, dot, dot. And I just wanted to say that my impression of the film and thinking about learning and being with others, um, what I wanted to, to what, what, what it was inspired in me was there's something about the spaciousness of, of life, of, of childhood in particular, like the dynamics, the lightness of a family dynamic. That's what your work reminded me of. And I think there's something so important about time making in the folds and unfolds of every day that what what your art curator called the aesthetics of everyday life there's a quality of being there that that that's in your work that reminded me of that um that i'd forgotten so thank you that's my <laughs> my my thing olga thank you for that that exercise um and maybe this is an invitation for others to share if they wanted to um I have forgotten something if they've if they wrote that down in that exercise. Um or not. <laughs> oh, Olga wants to comment. Please. Yes. Um I I wanted to ask about the titles because I was thinking uh I was looking at the titles, I was thinking at the titles as again, a form of writing a diary, actually, in the form of a sentence for every day of this really folded time. How do you choose the titles? You mean there is every day uh, what the title? The, the, you the mean in the YouTube channel? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so <clears throat> mostly they, you have maybe noticed that they are um, quotation that somebody said something. That's kind of the beginning where I, and uh, and most of them are humorous. And of course, I try to sell the day <laughs> every time. So it, and I really don't take seriously, you know, that the titles that they should, they can be misleading or whatever, but just to kind of raise an interest. And uh, I kind of, I made this type of titles first time in this um, Kunsthalle exhibition, there is, I'm in the oven. Uh, and my head is talking and I'm complaining about everything. You know, I, I just decided to shoot. I have a lot of complaints. And uh, so there I always pick up one quotation of my own words because they, I mean, it's usually much more better than you try to synthesize something. So that's that's the way it became like that. So it's kind of a, it's the easiest way to have a, a live title. We have a comment by Janine. I, 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 she wrote it in the chat and it, it looks wonderful. Um, a recent article from the anthropologist Don Handelman is mm -hmm. arguing that time is an active force and an enabler. Janine, would you be able to elaborate a little bit more? That would be wonderful. Or maybe not. Maybe it also looked like you were saying goodbye in the same time in this message. I'm not so sure you're still with us. So um, yeah, we're going slowly to, toward the end, but we will definitely look up this article of uh, Don Handelman. Uh, maybe I can say something uh, before we close. Uh, thank mm. you, Becca, for sharing your work. Uh, you were a forerunner of uh, a practice that has become very trendy today mm. to, to, to film our daily lives. And I uh, always wonder how children are going to be uh, reminding their childhood uh, with all the visual stuff uh, which is today produced. And watching your film, I also had uh, questions around um, uh, authorship uh, and content and also asking myself, how did you negotiate or not uh, the moment of the, the, the so, so many things happen in, in one day. So how do you choose one moment more than other? Did I understand correctly that uh, you wanted um, to um, to, to remind this more fragile moment and moment where, where it's more, maybe I, I, I didn't understand correctly, uh, but the moment which I, uh, you used the notion that I forgot, but maybe more fragile moment of the daily life. And then I was wondering how did you um, negotiate the content with the other people who were filmed? And then coming back to this uh, notion of, of, of archive, I, I, I wonder sometimes what is this urge we have uh, in Western countries to, rem to, to remember, to collect all the traces. We, we have plenty of different strategies to collect uh, traces of their life. And when I compare to other uh, communities in the one I'm familiar with in Africa, where there is not this need uh, of 
we managing to the visual and maybe the do a lot of video, but more for sharing and not for the idea of um, going back to the past. Mm. You know, I, <laughs> I forget the beginnings. Please just say the key word so I, I, I get there. Um, oh, okay, about this decision of filming first and the authorship. Um, well, kind of gradually I learn, you know, how you know, that you have to ask permission people and so on and not just try to, but when you are longer time with the same people, then it's already a kind of a kind of part of the game that it's, that you, you don't ask every day, you know, the same question, but you already have the permission kind of a continuous. And also the people who said no, then you understand that the no will continue. Uh, so that's one way. But then my myself, it, it becomes kind of, I don't know, instinct is maybe not the right word, but but you kind of feel that now it's the time and then you start to film. And the, the first 10 years, it was always on the tripod and there's a lot of action because we, we were living in a commune and there's, a, so it, it was just kind of a, anticipating something may happen. And usually it did because it was so alive. Uh, and so it, it is, um, how would I say? Mm. It's rather that you kind of sense a moment. It doesn't mean that, you know, the content is not very important if you are documenting something that is happening. And, uh, and then it becomes kind of routine, you know. And what was the end for your comment? Archiving, I guess, like why? Yeah, yeah I just it's mentioned. Kind of yeah, that now culture is, but uh, I can see that also that these Mexican Virarica people that they, they have a very kind of eagerness now to archive, especially the living tradition of the, the shamans to or the maracames singing, because it's not anymore self-obvious that the next generation will know, you know, the maracame singing and those. And the the secondary school where we work, actually the the wise principal, he's I learned to know that he has a huge video archive, that he, you know, all the school fest has he has been filming and it's really problematic because they are in high eight mostly and uh, they will be destroyed in time. So, so it's, it's, it's sometimes it's personal. I mean, the, the willingness of, of archiving. You it's probably already um, know the notion of archive from Erin Manning, uh, but maybe it might be interesting for your work. It's, um, the, can you write it down there? Because maybe yeah, maybe I can. I can write in the chat. But Erin Manning yes. says okay. the archive is more uh, looking toward the future. It's not mm -hmm. about producing um, something that should uh, remember the past, but uh, how uh, an event produces traces for something yeah. else that hmm. might come in the future. Yeah. Uh, so it's a uh, kind of generative and performative uh, vision of the uh, archive and archive. Oh, I, I, I'll yeah. write that. Right. Nice. Thank you so much. Yeah.
we are coming towards the um the end now already which which you know I, I i like and i don't like when we have these conversations they're so they're so rich and there's so much uh, maxim and i remain optimistic that um that in that in a few months time in six months time um there will be some physical meetings and exhibitions and these things in september so who knows how we might gather and share um but i just i think pekka it's so it's so interesting to to have this perspective of um, from an artist i think of a lot of um of of field work um of 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 recording others of of learning slowly how to be ethical how to share it and and um yeah and the density of our everyday lives one thing we didn't get to discuss and i hope we will be able to explore another time is this question of what's important and the the, the significance of the things that happen what's that phrase um like life is what happen is what happens when you're thinking about something else or something you know like life happens in these everyday moments and um the comparison with or in opposition to jean rush i think is really really relevant and really interesting mm -hmm. and a nice thing yeah. to think yeah, um, yeah actually yeah yeah Roosh was kind of paragon for my filming but they also you know there are different ways yeah, yeah. he's and been it, very important for me yeah and it changes what we think about the event and mm. the event of field work and um for me at the moment maybe everyone is feeling this but the idea of um my family life my personal life becoming the material of our of, of my work of our work and all of us in different ways are exploring questions of intimacy of mm -hmm. atmosphere of the quality of experience and your work carries such a, a strong sense of of of, of that of, of your life and we're just very grateful um to to be able to have these sessions where we can um see that see this at work see field work um and to open up these discussions so thank you, uh, yeah, and thank thanks you for all, all of you i mean i really enjoy and great i will see what is there yeah, <laughs> my video. yeah. yeah. <laughs> many many thanks yeah that was yeah. super super nice and we're very curious about what will come up for the next step so yes yeah indeed um we do probably have to have one of those meetings um once we've had all these talk series about form and and because this play between the writing the visual and so on is one we really have to think about in terms of how we present this stuff what we're calling the book you know but we'll come back to that collectively yeah. together and i still want to tell thanks olga of thank course you. Yes. many thanks olga thank that you for having remarkable. me today thank, thank you, you olga yeah it was big relief for me <laughs> <laughs> wonderful yeah okay max i'm gonna um thank you all yeah. So this Thanks. was the end of the Antart Fieldwork Talk number five with Pekka Kantonen and Olga. It's difficult to say your name. It's Peter Paul. Oh, it's that's okay. wonderful. Wonderful when you say it. <laughs> yeah, and some Thank you, guys. Thank you, Carolina. Um, crossing real life baby crying and allowing these things. It's beautiful uh, to see these glimpses. Thank you for that lovely comment, Carolina, as well. Okay, guys. Goodbye. Well, see you soon. See you soon. Ciao.